This is Henry Hill from the movie Goodfellas, and I'm on his show, and it's one of the best shows. And uh, God bless all of you. Set him up, Joe. I got a little story you ought to know. Welcome inside your head. This is Nasty Neil, and I'm joined by Christopher Cerrone of the classic Goodfellas. So really cool to have you on. Thank you for having me, Neil. It's a pleasure. Yeah, I met you a few, uh, probably longer than I than I I think a few years ago, but it's probably more like five years ago at a, at a Days of the Dead convention in Los Angeles. And, um, yes. Uh, what was that? L.A. Coliseum, right? Yeah. Or was that the yeah. L.A. Convention Center? I think yeah, it was a convention center because it was next to where That's the Lakers right. played. Right. Yeah. Yep, Staples Center. Yep. Mm-hmm. First of all, I guess you've probably been over this, but uh, how did you get involved in the in Goodfellas? Man, it's uh, boy, it's a long story. So uh, to be honest, uh, I was one of uh, four cousins that were in the industry. Uh, I had four other cousins that were younger than me that were models slash actors and actresses. And um, I watched them do it for a few years and then one day decided, hey, you know, I, I'd like to try my hand. Um, so I, I did. I started modeling uh, about eight or nine years old and then uh, did that for a few years and uh, uh, made the natural progression, I guess you can say, from acting or from modeling to acting. So you're a young actor and uh Yes. Do you hear like an audition for for Goodfellas, or uh, do they pick you out? Of, like how how do you get, how do you, uh, you get up for the role? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm in New York City, Manhattan, and uh, I just finished a go see, which is a modeling audition, if you will, and uh, which was customary after any go see or booking or job. I would always stop in to see my stop in to see my uh, my agent. Mm-hmm. So long story short. Uh, I go to see Tom. Tom Winslow was his name. I go to see Tom, and we kind of recap the day or uh, the day's events, we'll say. And uh, he uh, gets a phone call. He uh, says, yeah, you know, Chris, hold on one sec. Let me take this. Uh, It's uh, Ellen Lewis, uh, who's the casting director, who was at the time working for Juliet Taylor Casting. Juliet Taylor Casting is a very was a very or is a very big uh, casting agency in New York did a lot of films and they were at the time casting for Goodfellas. Ellen and Tom just happened to be friends and it was more of a friendly call more than business. And she's explaining to him her difficulties in finding uh, the role of young Henry Hill. So Tom's like, Oh, wow. You know, that that's too bad. Well, you know, what are you looking for? What's, what's so difficult to find, you know? So she starts to describe uh, the character, young Henry, physical and such, uh, physical characteristics. And as she's explaining to Tom, Tom's eyes just keep getting larger and larger. Mind you, I'm sitting across the desk from him at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the uh, conversation continues on for a few more minutes. And then he's like, you know what? I think I'm looking at him. Uh, wow. meaning looking at me thinking, mm-hmm. you know, I think I'm looking at the, the, your Henry, young Henry Hill here. So he tells me that I need to as quickly as possible, get over to this address and meet with Ellen and such and such. 
all he tells me is it's a 19, well, my part would be like in the 50s, gangster movie, you know, Martin Scorsese, Robert De Niro, da 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 da. Mm-hmm. I don't really have, mind you, I'm 12, I'm 11 at this time, almost yeah. 12. I don't really have much of a knowledge of the mafia or the mob or anything mm-hmm. of that sort. And the only thing I can think of that comes to mind for like 50s tough guy is the outsiders. Right. You know, Pony Boy and Dallas, you know, that's, you know, mind you, you have to take into consideration my age. What movies have I seen to, to sure. date? So I'm in my modeling attire, which is even more sacred than your Sunday best. Uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a very specific outfit, always brand new, you know, no rips, no tears, no stains, nothing. But I'm wearing uh, uh, jeans and uh, like a red flannel, which was in style back then. Mm-hmm. So the only thing I can think of is to cut holes in my jeans, rip the sleeves off my flannel, and I kind of have the flannel t-shirt look with ripped jeans. I go to the local Dwayne Reed and buy some hair gel and slick my hair back. And uh, I remember saying to myself, oh, man, I'm in trouble for ruining my outfit. But, <laughs> you know, if I get the part, if I get the part, it'll, it, may, it may save my butt. Mm-hmm. So I go down and I, mind you, this is my first audition ever. Mm-hmm. I've only done modeling to date. I've never even gone on an audition for anything for TV, film, or theater for that matter. So uh, I go down and they hand me the script. Um, you know, I still have those, those two pages they gave me back from back then. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, my original uh, sides, as they're called. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still have them. They're framed on a wall here. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, um, I get the I get the material, you know, read it a few times, and they call me into the office. And uh, I, uh, excuse me, I uh, go into the office there, do my, uh, do my little thing, and uh, Ellen Lewis, uh, who was, like I said, the cast director says, okay, well, thank you very much. Uh, we'll be, we'll be in touch. So long story short, I, I think I bombed, mm-hmm. you know, it didn't, it didn't sound like, oh, that was wonderful. You know, da, 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 da. I didn't get that reaction. Mind you, I don't know what to expect. It's my first audition. Mm-hmm. So at the time I had a pager, you know, pagers were the, uh, right. means <laughs> of communication back then. Yeah. So my beeper is going off. I mean, every every ten seconds, it's Tom Winslow, my agent, uh, and it's just going off, going off. And I'm like, oh, I, I'm I'm in trouble. That's what I'm thinking. I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble. <laughs> so I finally find a payphone, and uh, uh, I call Tom, and Tom's like, I kid you not, he's like, you motherfucker. <laughs> and I said, Oh shit, I'm so sorry, Tom. I, I, I he goes, You got a call back. Whatever you did, she loved you. <laughs> and I said, Oh, oh, okay. And then to make a long story short, it was about six months to seven months of the auditioning process, like callbacks, and each callback was a process of elimination. Mm-hmm. It took about six, seven months and then one day, my, me, my mom, and dad, I'm living in Queens, or we're living in Queens, New York. We get home. It's a Friday. We get home from church. It's Good Friday. Mm-hmm. And there's an answer. There's a, a on the old, remember the old Cobra answering machines? Um, Cobra was like the main. It had the little yeah, remote yeah. that you could press. Right. On the, and you yeah. Could, yeah, okay. Well, 
the little Cobra uh, answer machine had the little red blinking light. So we had a message and lo and behold, it was Tom. And he said, Chris, you got the part. So we actually found out on Good Friday about the part, uh, getting the part in Goodfellas. That's pretty wild. So um, you said you didn't really know about the mafia that, you know, at that age. Did you know, like, what a big deal, though, like Robert De Niro and Martin Scorsese Scorsese was at the time? Uh, I'd be honest. I I had somewhat of an idea of Robert De Niro because I had seen him in film. But the name Martin Scorsese, uh, I honestly didn't know uh, until uh, my parents and other family members started telling me about this film and that film. And mm-hmm. uh, at that point, I started to realize it was probably to my tip, though, mm-hmm. that I didn't know because, uh, I, you know, walking into an office with, with uh, uh, that type of man and mm-hmm. having full knowledge of who he was might have... Uh, <laughs> we got kids in case you couldn't hear. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, uh, long story short, mm-hmm. it was probably to my benefit that I didn't know, uh, you know, the level of, I was already nervous as it was, so I didn't need any added bugs, so to speak. Right. So, uh, like, uh, with you and Ray Liotta, do you, do you get together at all to like, um, to have like you know, similarities I, 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 in your acting or anything? Well, you know, uh, we, I haven't spoken to, to Ray in years. It's been a while, I'll be honest. Ray's a busy man. And, uh, but when, when we were uh, on set and after doing, whether it, be, whether it had been at the premiere or one of the rap parties or one of the reunions mm-hmm. after the fact, uh, he actually used to, he called me yearbook because he says I look like how he did in his yearbook pictures. <laughs> So he used to call me yearbook. Like his uh-huh. nickname for me was yearbook. There's actually a great picture of, uh, it's the main cast. It's myself, Ray Liotta, Joe Pesci, Robert De Niro, Paul Servino, and Martin Scorsese. Uh-huh. And it's from the New York city. It's from the New York city premiere of Goodfellas. And mm-hmm. I must've said something, but Ray's pointing at me. Joe is point. Joe Pesci's pointing at me. <laughs> Everyone's looking at me and we're all laughing. Uh-huh. But if you look, Ray and I are are, are profile. Mm-hmm. I look, I look, I look just like him. It's 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 eerie. Yeah. The funny thing is, Ray was casted after the fact. <laughs> Ray was Ray was also very busy during the casting of Goodfellas. They didn't know if it was in fact going to be Ray Liotta or a different actor. Mm-hmm. So I was actually cast, and then I want to say about three weeks to a month later, we found out that it was going to be Ray. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people always said, oh, you, you got the part because you look like Ray. And I said, well, technically, <laughs> Ray wasn't even casted at that point because right. we didn't know if we were going to even be able to have him. He was working mm-hmm. on a few other films at the moment. So, uh, Had you uh, had you met, um, when did you meet Henry Hill? Did you meet him at all while you were making the movie? Uh, or on, for, yeah, first time I met him was on, uh, first time I met him was on the set. Uh, I would say he, I mean, in an in unofficial way, he was a technical advisor, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, uh, no, it didn't really happen like this. It was more like this. And Martin being the uh, stickler to detail that he is, uh, you know, it, 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 it was very helpful. I think it really worked. But the first time I ever met him was on the set. And he was, yeah. uh, 
man, I was, I was captivated. I'd be honest. Uh, you know, the first few times, uh, he was just in a room talking to a bunch of people and I kind of just sat off to the side and just listened. I couldn't mm-hmm. believe some of the stories, you know, some of the stuff he had done. Uh, you know, I, I, after hearing some of I get why they made a movie about him, you know, <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. uh, to talk about a larger than life kind of guy. And let's not mm-hmm. forget, he was never made. Mm-hmm. You know, normally they only make movies about made guys. Sure. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, he wasn't, he was not a made man, but yet managed to, uh, his resume, let's say was outstanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's what uh, makes the whole story. Part of the reason why it makes this story so, uh, unique to other mafia movies at that time, there was, you know, Godfather is about like the, the, the Godfather. And then you have uh, a sure. movie that's about someone who's like, uh, like a middle of the road guy who's in the mob, but yeah. not, like I said, not a made guy, not one of the, the main uh, right. honchos. Or anything. Yeah. Normally. No, exactly. You know, um, you know, you talk about Godfather. Well, Don Corleone, you know, he, he was made. Mm-hmm. I mean, so it, it was understandable, you know, oh, okay. And mind you, nothing taken away from the Godfather. The Godfather is sure, an amazing um, yeah. uh, franchise, we'll say, you know. But mm-hmm. I like uh, Goodfellas was different in the sense that it wasn't about a made man. It wasn't about a guy whose dad was already a Godfather. So, you know, he, he was the son of someone. This was, like you said, a run-of-the-mill guy who fought his way up, you know, uh, mm-hmm. came from a tough neighborhood. Uh, and, you know, rather than, I'll use his word, he wasn't a sucker. He found ways to make money on the side. And back then, if you knew how to do it, you could really make some cash. And he did. Mm-hmm. You know, I always found it funny that uh, after the fact, you know, up even up until he passed, he was very active on Facebook. And, uh-huh. And uh, he would say, hey, I'll be at the hospital Club in Baltimore, Maryland, you know, uh, <laughs> August 11th from 9 to whenever. And mm-hmm. always thought, I'm like, wow, I love that. Like, you know, you most people be like, aren't people looking for you? He'll tell you where he's going to be. <laughs> right. You know, I, I just, like I said, the man was larger than life. Mm-hmm. And there was some, you know, odd things. Like I know one of his restaurants, you know, blew up. Uh, I think it was in the, you, you don't, the you don't think that was a little, a little, uh, coincidental, <laughs> right? I mean, exactly. I don't, I don't, I don't know how good the restaurant was actually doing, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but Hey, uh, that's Henry for you, man. You know, he, 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 he made lemonade from lemons. We'll say. Right. Right. So uh, what were some of the other veteran actors like, uh, uh, to work with and maybe on set with like, uh, Paul Servino and, Oh, Tony well, Paulie, well, I, I, I can go on about all of these guys, but we no. started with Paulie, so we'll start with Paulie. You know, you know, each actor has their own way of getting into character or finding that uh, emotion, that motivation, whatever you want to call it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, some guys will go into a corner and just be quiet and get, get into their mind. Other guys will uh, pace and read the script a million times, you know? Uh, uh, Paulie used to warm up by doing opera, by singing opera. Oh, wow. Um, oh, no, I, I don't know if you know, but he has an amazing, amazing voice. If you if you have the opportunity, you know, when we're done, Google, uh, go on YouTube. Yeah. He's actually very, very proud of his, of his voice. He has an amazing voice. So sometimes, 
you know, back in the day when we were filming, we had to change out film. You know, uh, it took a little while to go from scene to scene. Mm-hmm. So in the downtime, uh, it, it wasn't uncommon to hear Paulie sing an aria. I mean, I can't tell you how, how awesome that was, you know? I mean, it was yeah, like yeah. listening to uh, uh, Pavarotti or Placido Domingo or somebody. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I'll definitely then, uh, check that Joe out. Joe Pesci. Yeah. No, you should. Uh, uh, you know, uh, I was very surprised to hear to hear his, uh, his voice. Like, I mean, the, the guy the guy is a, a bona fide opera singer. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Tony Sirico, Paulie Walnuts. <laughs> man, he was just funny. He was a goof. Uh, uh, just more energy. Loved loved every minute of filming, and you could tell. Like, you know, Tony's been around in the business a while. You know. Yeah. And then uh, I'm sure I'm sure he 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 probably was a little bit of uh, we'll say art <laughs> imitating life right in a way yeah. if uh-huh. you, if you know what I kind of mean there you know without saying too much uh-huh. uh but just a very natural genuine unassuming uh, guy you know and he just mm-hmm. loved loved his position loved his place in life mm-hmm. uh, great guy. Great guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I don't know if you ever heard the term the kid Henry. Uh, no. Well, uh, so on the set, I had a nickname. I was the kid. You know, mm-hmm. everybody around me was a grown man in their own right. I'm the only teeny bopper type around. Mm-hmm. So uh, Joe Pesci used to refer to me as the kid Henry. Uh, and as a matter of fact, there's a part where I, uh, uh, Paul Savino introduces me to, uh, Robert De Niro for the first time. Uh-huh. And he go, and he actually uses what Joe, <laughs> Joe started calling me the kid Henry. And that's what he actually says. I'd like you to meet here, the kid Henry. Yeah. I actually remember so, that line. Yeah. <laughs> on set, yeah. On set. I was known as the kid. Where's the kid? Go get the kid. Here's the kid now. Mm-hmm. You know, I was not Chris. I wasn't little Henry Hill or young Henry Hill. I was the kid. Or the kid Henry. Yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> so how, how long did it take to uh, film all your scenes? Your part in the movie. So, uh, you know, Goodfellas was actually a lot longer than its theatrical release version. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I want to say at one point, Goodfellas was around a true six hours long. Oh, that wow. they even contemplate. They were even contemplating. Um, uh, perhaps a part one and two, mm-hmm. uh, or even doing like a uh, a feature with an intermission in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then ultimately, Marty decided, no, that probably won't work. And, uh, a lot, a lot hit the chopping room, or the editing room floor, I should say. Yeah. Uh, so I had about six or seven scenes cut out myself. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, I, but I would say my about three months maybe to film my part. Oh wow! It's a uh, I don't know if any of that remains. It would be a, I would love it if they would put out a six hour version. That's the movie. I would totally watch it. Well, and I, I you know what? It's funny. I've I've heard for years. Oh, I'm surprised they never did like uh, lost footage or behind the scenes kind of stuff. And I said, well, mm-hmm. they did bits and pieces and like the different anniversary edition. Yeah. But nothing like. 
like all the footage. I would have, I would love to see like the extended version. I guess you would call it. Yeah, that would be killer because there's yeah, a lot. There's a lot more of the story that 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 was left out. You know that unfortunately mm-hmm. wasn't told. And unless you read the book Wise Guy, mm-hmm. you know uh, which the which film was great based book. on. Uh, great yeah. writer. Yeah, great great book. Uh, I still have my autographed copy from Nick. Oh, nice. Um, oh yeah. Uh, his wife too is a great writer. I don't know Nora Ephraim. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Great writer. Uh, but yeah. anyway, uh, more, but she does more screenplays than like uh, novels. We'll say. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no. Uh, let's see who else was. Uh, and then you know, of course, Robert De Niro. Uh, you know, I would used to call him Mister De Niro just out of. Uh, respect and you know he used to tell me oh no 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 bobby just call me bobby mm-hmm. um uh and 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 you know very humble yeah you wouldn't think it but extremely humble about two years after the filming of goodfellas he was walking down the street uh uh during the holiday season mm-hmm. uh somewhere in the city i can't i can't really recall where um but it was me and my mom in the car or, or me, my mom, and my grandmother in the car, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And I can't help but notice uh, Robert De Niro walking. So long story short, uh, I, I stopped the car. So I hop out. Hey, you know, Bobby, how are you doing? He, of course, he remembered me. He remembered my mom. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said, oh, well, what are you doing? I said, oh, we're here with my grandma. And he goes, oh, grandma's here too? <laughs> That's very cool. <clears throat> hey, grandma. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, you know, very, very unassuming. You, again, one of those, you wouldn't think types. Yeah. I think New York actors can be a little different, though. I think New York actors are a little bit more grounded, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about Martin Scorsese himself? What, what is he like as a director and just as a guy? Uh, gee, so... You know, the first time I ever met Marty, I was very nervous. I won't lie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had been auditioning for the part for about two or three months. And I remember the first time I actually went to his office in Manhattan to read and whatnot. I was very nervous. I knew I knew I may not have had the full grasp of everything, but I knew this was a, a pivotal point in my life. Not to mention in the audition process, like this is okay. This is this is a big point. Mm-hmm. So I get to the office and I'm I'm aside from being nervous, I'm visibly nervous. So I I, I get called into his office and you know he's behind his desk, introduces himself. Hi, I'm Marty. You know, da, 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 da. and he goes, okay, you know, let's uh, let's start. So we we read through. And he says, okay, he goes, and he stands up and he comes around, he puts his hand on my shoulder and he says, listen, he goes, this is the first of many for you. He goes, take a deep breath, let's do it again. And just by him taking the time to, you know, get up and stand up and come over to my side of the desk and put his hand on my shoulder, and uh, take this obviously nervous uh, teeny bopper, Mm-hmm. and uh, try to calm his nerves, I was like, wow, it, it, it worked. You know, I, uh, I didn't see the, the man. It wasn't the man behind the curtain anymore. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, the, uh, it, was, it, was, it was just a guy named Marty. 
Mm -hmm. So with that small little act, you know, uh, I did calm down and I, I did, you know, I did what he said, let's do it again. And we did it about three, four times. And he said, okay, thanks. And whatever, whatever changed after his little comment, you know, must, must've been for the good because I got another call back. And then on my second callback is when I got to meet De Niro for the first time and so on. So, uh, mm-hmm. and then to, and then to bring up another part, another point, uh, during the filming, uh, one night when we, uh, when I blew up the, uh, the cars from the rival cab stand, right. Uh, you know, that was a very late night. We went till about four in the morning mm-hmm. that day. Or I want to say that was a good 17 hour day, maybe, maybe longer. Mm-hmm. So around two thirty in the morning, <clears throat> uh, Marty comes up to me and says, Hey Chris, how you holding up? And I'm like, I'm good. You know, mind you, I'm running on pure adrenaline, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I'm great. You know, he goes, well, is there anything you want? Anything you need? And again, you have to take into account my youth, my age. Uh, the first thing I could think of was cannolis. I don't know <laughs> why, but uh-huh. you know, uh, you ask a kid what they want. They'll, they'll be honest. They'll tell you. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, so I wanted cannolis. Mm-hmm. He kind of looked at me with like a funny <laughs> smile, like, okay, of all things, cannolis, you know. <laughs> uh, so we, 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 we do the scene. It was great, wonderful, okay, moving on to the next. And then he calls me over. He says, Chris, come here. So I go over to him and he puts in my hand a white pastry box with the red and white string. You know what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. The, 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 The amazing thing is he puts it in the palm of my hand, the box, the bottom of the box is still warm. Oh, wow. So it made one, one. they made two (laughs) dozen fresh baked cannolis at three something in the morning. It pays to be Martin Scorsese. (laughs) I was like, wow. Uh, So, yeah. So to ask what kind of guy or director he is, I would say he's definitely an actor's director. He cares about his actors. He looks out for them. He wants them happy. Uh, uh, you know, he didn't really, uh, and you know, when it came to the strict, uh, the script, he wasn't uh, strict with it. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he's the type of director that will tell you to make it your own, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, and he did. And I think that's why there's a, a realness to his films from his actors too. Mm-hmm. You know, never, I don't think you, you'll watch any one of his movies and feel like the actor is reading a script. I was just saying at that young age, is there, you know, you don't, you're not familiar with the mafia, but really uh, the character playing isn't really either. He's just meeting him for the first no. time. So is there anything sure. that you do pull from like your real, from your, from your background, from your family or anything uh, into the movie? Well, well, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I mean, I grew up in Queens. I grew up in a middle-class neighborhood in Queens. You know, my dad was born and raised in Corona, which is a, uh, uh, oh, during, uh, in his day, in his day, it was a solid Italian Jewish neighborhood. But, you know, uh, I heard stories of this and that with my dad and my dad uh, going the right way and choosing the right path, so to speak. And, mm-hmm. I mean, I knew the element was out there. I just, I just hadn't seen yeah. uh, film on it, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I heard, I mean, from what from family folklore, every Sunday 
uh, a Lincoln limousine used to show up and bring my great my great grandpa Nazareth a case of wine and a box of cigars. <laughs> now I don't know what my grandpa great grandpa Nazareth did <laughs> in his uh-huh. youth. Mm-hmm. But some people would say, and again, not to quote the film, but some people would say that's a sign of respect. Right. So, I mean, you know, I, I, I think there were, there might've, my great grandma, uh, my great grandma, Tarasi grew up with Joe Valachi, mm-hmm. uh, uh, in little Italy off of Mott. I'm sure you know who Joe Valachi is. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, it's funny, uh, great grandma Tarasi grew up with Joe Valachi, and then, mm-hmm. then I play Henry Hill. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> almost, so, almost kind of an eerie full circle. Yeah. So, uh, when you first see the movie after it's finished, uh, you know, after you do your, you, everything you've done, and they finish the movie, and it's all they got the score, everything's added together, and you see it for the first time on the big screen. What's that experience like? Overwhelming, overwhelming. Uh, you know, I've only, I've only, when I was filming, you know, I, I, I knew we were making a movie, mm-hmm. obviously cameras, kids, uh, light equipment and such, but it wasn't until I actually sat down and, and, and it really, really hit me what I just did, you know, up until then it was, it was fun. It was, uh, I don't want to say God, God forbid this sounds horrible, but it was almost like, uh, um, like camp. Or, or, or something, because it was every day I went and did something different, but it was so fun. I never looked at it as doing something. I never saw the end result. You know, mm-hmm. I, I was just kind of living in the moment. Once I actually saw it all put together, I was, I was completely taken back, like overwhelmed. Um, then every, and then uh, I think a little maturing process happened for me there too, as a, as a young man and even as an actor, because. I kind of went back to those filming moments and little things are starting to make more and more sense. Oh, I get it now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That, yeah. Uh, 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 seeing the finished part. Oh, that's why we did this like that. Or that's why Marty said, no, let's go like this. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I was every couple of minutes, it was like little epiphanies happening. Oh, wow. You know, to this day, when I watch it, I still kind of sit back and get a little overwhelmed. Uh, mm-hmm. My wife, Courtney, my, uh, my biggest fan will say, uh, at least once a week, can we watch Goodfellas? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, no, not again. Not again. No, no. But she loves it. But when we do, it's, you know, I, I, I still sit there and I'm like, wow, I can't believe I was a part of that. Like, yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So, and then uh, my second did, thought is, boy, we all we all got old since then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, I, I checked. Actually, we were born the same year, uh, you and I, seventy six, bicentennial. Babies, oh, really? So, yeah, that's right, nineteen seventy six, baby. <laughs> so, how does how does that change your life at the time? Uh, you're in this uh, huge movie, oh, it's up for Oscars. I can't. You. It it, it was uh, so. I filmed at 13, or at 12, a month before my 13th birthday. Goodfellas was released a year later, so right before my 14th birthday. And it was an amazing experience. You know, um, I went, and, and mind you, uh, uh, to this day, I'm still just a, a kid from Queens, you know. That, that'll never sure. change, but 
I went from being just this kid from Queens to being in this unreal, surreal environment. Like I, I would places I had been to a million and one times in the past, all of a sudden I was royalty. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, my neighborhood pizza parlor, Calabrese pizza. I don't even know if it's still there, but I tell you, these guys made the most amazing pizza. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went in there and it was a, my picture was on the wall. You know, they wanted me to sign it. They all wanted pictures with me. All of a sudden my money was no good here. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, and mm-hmm. it was, it was like that everywhere, everywhere I went. Uh, uh, I kind of became a little folk hero in my, or I don't know if you could call it folk hero, but folk, maybe it's like local the, folk star. Yeah. Lo- local, uh, in my you know, local, yeah, local kid did good, you know? Ex- no, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but you know how it is in New York. New York's so huge. Mm-hmm. Local is Queens, Manhattan, Brooklyn, the Bronx, Staten <laughs> right, Island. Yeah. People don't realize for as big as New York is, it's still small townish like. It's mm-hmm. odd. Uh, one of the things I love about New York, you know, I grew up in Queens, but some of my best friends were from Brooklyn, the Bronx, Staten Island, you know, the city itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, people in most states, if you grow up in L.A., you don't know, you don't know anybody in Glendale. You right. don't know people in Burbank. You mm-hmm. know, you, you know, you may know people in L.A., but mm-hmm. you're not, you're not, no. You know what I'm, whereas in New York, we're, we're just a quick uh, subway right away. Mm-hmm. So uh, with that, uh, so, so, you know, you got all this recognition. Is there any negativity to that? Are, is like, are like oh, kids course. your age There's, jealous? There always and, is. Mm-hmm. There always is. Uh, you know, uh, I did an interview for, a, for this rag publication <laughs> called the Daily Mail. Mm-hmm. And totally misconstrued what I said. I don't even like giving them that the name any recognition. Mm-hmm. And what I what I had said was, when I was grow so I grew up in Queens. Now mm-hmm. Queens is it's a good it's it's a great borough, but it's middle class, and you have a lot of different types. It's very diverse, but it's one of the great things about Queens. One of the great things about New York. Uh, but there's something called street cred. I'm sure you're familiar with that term. Right. Yeah. Well, when Goodfellas came out, as I said, you know, it was a huge film when it hit in New York. And, mm-hmm. you know, being a New York guy, I was kind of propelled somewhat into the limelight. Well, you know, there was always that guy that wanted the street cred of fighting the kid from Goodfellas. Right. And what I had and what I said was I grew up taking some lumps, but giving some lumps back. Mm hmm. And they put it as Goodfellas kid beat up for his role in Goodfellas. No, I was not beat up. I was looked to as a way to build someone else's street cred. And in mm-hmm. my day and in, and in Queens, you know, the old fashioned way of uh, two guys battling it out is what? Mm-hmm. You know, it was like two, uh, two male deers button antlers, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's what it was. So there, there was a, a small side of negativity to it. But, yeah. You know, again, not to quote the film, but you know what? Everybody takes a beat sometimes. <laughs> right. I, I, I wish I could. I wish I could say I won every battle. I didn't, but I didn't lose every battle either. Mm-hmm. You know, you I know, know you're happily and, married. And, and, and I'll tell you what. And I'll tell you one thing. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, the only street cred that really came from that was how the kid from Goodfellas fought his way out. <laughs> right. So if I anything, say, I, uh, I gained it. Mm-hmm. I'll say, I know you're happily married now, but I, I assume at the time, uh, especially at that age, it was it, it worked uh, well with, with girls too. You know, being in a big movie. Oh yeah. Oh, of course. There was there was always that, uh, um, you know, high school and college. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, no, I was very, very popular. Um, and I mean, you know, uh, I was, I was social too. So I enjoyed going out. I, I kind of liked the limelight. Um, but yeah, no, that was, that was, that was always there too. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm very lucky now I have, I joke around, uh, I say, I wish, well, it's, it's not really joking. There's a lot of truth in it, but I, I always say, I wish I met my Courtney 20 years ago, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'm I'm happy I have her now. I, I always joke around and say it took me this long to find you, babe. <laughs> <laughs> That's very nice. So she's awesome. Uh, she's and, and, and she's very supportive of this. I, I tell you it's not easy. Uh like for example, tomorrow I have an appearance. I'll be mm-hmm. gone all day. Next weekend I'll be in Chicago for three days. Uh as you know, I'll be with Gianni. Yeah, very uh, cool. I, I think you right, you just did an interview with him. Yeah, yeah. A great interview. Yeah, uh, but yeah, wild. I'll be in Chicago. So there's a lot, there's a lot of me out of town and her taking care of our babies. We have two beautiful little girls, London and Leah. Actually, uh, uh, London Faye and Leah Ray. That's those are my nice. girls. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they has a nice little ring, London and Leah. Yeah. Uh, so she she when I go away and I get put up in nice hotels and suites and. You know, I'm eating uh, steak dinners. Uh-huh. My poor missus is at home with, you know, one baby in her arm and the other one <laughs> running around uh, like, a, you know, like a wild one. You know, uh-huh. one is three and one is 11 months. So oh. it's a very active household. <laughs> I yeah, think you yeah. heard a little bit of it earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah we've all, yeah. <laughs> so I thought, As is I there, said, is there babies in America. Yeah, is there a story behind the name London? Uh, so it's funny. So, uh, both Courtney and I have children from our past marriages. And when, uh, when we found out we were having a girl, you know, uh, the name is so important. So we, I mean, even more so, I think in the past we wanted, you know, Courtney and I's relationship is very unique and very special. And both of us were both done having children. And then her and I met and it's, I don't know. I was like 21 again. And I just wanted, I, I wanted to start my whole life over with this woman and family and everything. Mm-hmm. So we, we, you know, we, 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 we uh, found out we were pregnant, found out we were having a little girl and we were like, well, what are we going to name her? What are we going to name her? And then one day we're sitting at home and we're watching the news and uh, there's a story about London, England. Mm-hmm. And it, I, the only word I heard in the whole story was London. And I'm like, you know, that's a beautiful sounding name. Mm-hmm. Like London, very strong, but dainty. Uh, and I'm like, you know, I've never met a London mm-hmm. ever. Yeah. So I'm like, what do you think? And she loved it. She's like, you know what? Let's keep that. And then you know what you do? We'll keep that until we hear something better. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, we, to this day, we've, we've never heard anything better. So mm-hmm. London, it just became London. Now, 
one of the favorite things I like, one of my favorite uh, clothing items to wear are shirts from London, England. Uh-huh. <laughs> so uh, in particular with the word just London, if it doesn't say England, even better, just if it says London on it. Right. Yeah. Because so, <laughs> I get to wear my daughter's name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's very and cool. Leah was, yeah. actually, Leah was kind of hard because we wanted to find something that would flow with London. Mm-hmm. So uh, actually it was Courtney that came up with Leah. Mm-hmm. And uh, how you doing, Jacob? Very good, thanks. Oh, great. I'll be, uh, I'll be around. Sweet. One of my neighbors. We, uh, oh. we just, uh, got a, just bought a beautiful townhouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, we yeah. live in uh, a place called Green Mountain, Colorado. So oh, we nice. are right in the front range. We're at the base of the foothills of the Rockies. Mm-hmm. Probably, Neil, I've never seen a more beautiful patch of land in my life. Oh, very nice. And I've never been to Colorado. Lives, uh, Neil, I, I highly recommend it. If you have, uh, do you have a family? Yeah. No, I'm single, but yeah. Are you single? Yeah. Even better. <laughs> I was trying to be a little politically correct. Just in case. Right, right, right. But even better, Colorado is an amazing state. Anything you, you from nightlife mm-hmm. to uh, 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 isolated hike up a trail, oh, very nice. and everything in between, mm-hmm. it is beautiful. And where I live uh, lives up to its name, Green Mountain. It is one of the <laughs> most lush green uh, mm-hmm. areas. Um, I joke around. I say, "Babe, look at this neighborhood. There's not even a leaf at a place. <laughs> not even a leaf at a place." You have to understand. I grew up in Queens. Sure. So, also yeah. known as the brick, the brick city, because everything <laughs> is brick. The homes are brick, the uh-huh. buildings are brick, some of the old streets are brick. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. It's totally and actually, uh, my neighbor, my neighbor works at a place called the Butterfly Pavilion. Uh huh. And it's it's just that it's this it's like a atrium of butterflies. Oh wow. And uh, uh, he knows I have two young daughters, and he had made mention about some passes, so I think he's going to give me some. Mm-hmm. Uh, free passes to the butterfly up in there. Yeah, that's I'm a cool. very talkative guy. I, I, uh, I'll talk to all my neighbors if they let me. <laughs> the wife <laughs> hates going funny. shopping with me because I'll stop and talk to the butcher. I'll talk to the <laughs> produce man. You know, <laughs> I, uh, the cashier. I'm, da, 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 da. I'm born in New York. I got the gift of gab. <laughs> hey, that's cool. So, uh, I, I, I saw another interview with you. Uh, it's a video interview. And you talked about uh, you're writing scripts and uh, you finished a movie. Yes. And so, uh, so how the scripts yes. going? Well, you know, the, the scripts are great. It's just getting them in front of the right people. You know, right. um, uh, I want to say, you know, the average lifespan of a film from paper to filming is about eight years. If mm-hmm. you can believe that. Oh. Uh, unless of course, you know, you're uh, making Iron Man 19 and then, you know, <laughs> right, we'll right. make it tomorrow. <laughs> Uh-huh. Um, but if you, if, if, uh, if you're trying to do independent film, it, it, it's a little bit longer, but, uh, I just actually, with my partner, we just finished writing, uh, uh, a Western. I don't know if you could call it a true spaghetti Western, but mm-hmm. it's, uh, as an actor, you know, growing up in Queens, New York, uh, I want to do something opposite of that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, uh, as an actor, I want to do something with a little range. So we wrote, we wrote this Western and I'm actually talking with a couple people up in uh, Wyoming 
uh, talking with the film commission there and some local uh, big wigs for funding and uh, some tax incentives. But uh, I'm actually really excited about this one. This one we may we may be able to get off the ground and running within mm-hmm. a year. And, oh, oh cool. really, Jacob? Oh. Jacob, thank you so much. My girls are going to love these. I I have them once, but not since the remodel. It's amazing from what I hear. Oh, that's great. We love this kind of stuff. Jacob, thank you so much. You have a great day, brother. I have the best neighbors, I tell you. Very, very nice people. Um, I'm sorry, Neil. No, that's no, <laughs> I'm no problem at all. I'm, I'm, I'm a blessed man. And mind you, you know, nobody in my neighborhood even knows about Goodfellas. <laughs> yeah well, that's even better than the, like, they still want to talk to you. no no well that's what oh yeah no yeah normally it's not until a year or so and you know how people normally find out like if you know me personally and i haven't told you when you come uh-huh. to my house mm-hmm. when you start noticing pictures on the wall like is that robert de Niro? wait <laughs> is that brett Favre? is that Derek rose like how are you and then i you know oh well you know as a, as a, in my youth, you know, this and that, and oh my God, you know, but, uh, I haven't told this man yet, but he's, I'm a, I'm, I like to think I'm a nice guy. I try to put out a good vibe and I've noticed just by saying hello and being, um, polite, you know, mm-hmm. people, people respond very well to it. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no reason. And I don't, I don't, I don't need, I'll be honest, Neil, I don't need any bullshit in my life. I'm so lucky sure. and blessed, you know. Why? Why put anything out there for good? Uh, I agree. 100%. I have to do this thing called I, I do this thing called Goodfella Givebacks, mm-hmm. and me and the missus will go make up fifty lunches, and we go down to the Mission District where there's a large homeless community, and uh-huh. we'll give out lunches for the day. That's very cool. That's very you know, nice of you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the in the winter time, we'll go to Walmart. We'll buy like five. And I say five because they can get a little costly after a while, but we buy like five big down comforters. And then we look for truly needy people like homeless. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we tend, it's sad, but we look for families because yeah. it's unfortunate, but believe it or not, we see, we see families out there. Mm-hmm. So we you know, little things, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. And if, uh, you know, if, if people hear that and, you know, any wherever you live, there's you, you could uh, you know people out there could do that for their community, and like you said, if uh, if you people, have a little extra income if, or something, you know, it's something you, you, anyone could do. Do you know? Do you know that if two people from a neighborhood just pitched in, the difference it would make in their neighborhood? Just mm-hmm. two people. That's all you need. Yeah. All you need, really, two people. You just need someone, someone to help you out. That's all you need. And I'm lucky mm-hmm. because I have the best helper in the world and my wife, Courtney. And, you know, we've been very blessed. I mean, we've part of the reason why I do this is because I, I have been down in my day, mm-hmm. you know, uh, right after my, uh, my divorce, things were kind of hairy, <laughs> uh, you know, common occurrence, but you know, you go from one way of living to the next day, something different, you know, you, you start to value little things. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's, it's taken a couple of years to get out of that, but now that we're back where I want to be and, uh, getting even better, how can I not give back a little, you know, uh, I'm not mm-hmm. the most religious man in the world, but you know, 
there's some, you know, God, God's a part of my life. And if I can help my fellow brother out in need, why not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you don't I even have to be religious because I think it's, you know, if you're helping no. people, you know, that's just a, a good human- thing it was to a, do for uh, other humans. Humanitarian. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. You know, I, um, I wish I could do more sometimes, you know, but at the same time, the way I look at it, the little bit of the little bit that I do is so I see the I see the direct improvement, like uh, a, a bagged lunch to a guy that hasn't eaten in a couple of days. You should see the, the gratitude. And mm-hmm. then he, uh, I had one guy say, hey, my buddy is around the corner. Uh, uh, he goes, I don't want to take another one because I don't want you to think I'm, I'm taking it from me. But are you guys going to go up that way? Like he was directing me toward his friend mm-hmm. that, that would also want a lunch. And I, my heart broke. I said, dude, here's one for him. And here's another one for you later. Yeah. Like, you know, like, please. Mm-hmm. I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get uh, a little, I don't know if I'm going to go like the nonprofit route. It's a lot of loopholes. Like paperwork. Through, and, but yeah. I know, yeah. But I know with my little bit of a good fella name, I know mm-hmm. I could get it a lot more. It does add something to I it. Know. Yeah. Right. But you know what I mean? Like, hey, I, I was course. a good fella. Do you have, mm-hmm. do you have a, a gently used blanket that you would like to donate? I'm doing mm-hmm. this thing in a month and I'm trying to get 500 blankets. Mm-hmm. You know, like that, to me, that, that's using my Goodfellow card in, in, in the best possible way I can. Mm-hmm. For a selfless reason. Hmm? For a selfless reason, well, we all, for, you know for helping other, we all have, know. we all, we all, we've all had tough times. We all have family sure. members and a mom, a brother, and and if anyone in our family ever came on hard times, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's nice to think that someone else out there might have a heart and may help. So, I'm just trying to put my little good vibe out there. Mm-hmm. I think that that's great, very uh, admir- uh, ad- admirable, admirable. Yeah, oh, I know, Matt. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, how can people, uh, follow, uh, do you like people to follow you first? Not into your home or anything, but yeah, follow no, you like online. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, uh, it's funny because I, I was never a big social media guy, but I, uh-huh. you, you, you have to be, yeah, you uh, to I be. just started a new Instagram account not too long ago. You're good fellow. You are as in your good fellow. Uh, uh, and then of course, fa- uh, Facebook, I'm not a big tweeter or Twitter guy. Yeah. I'm not uh, either. I kind of just go on there to look at other people's tweets. I'm, I very seldomly tweet myself, but Instagram and Facebook are my two main, I don't snap anything <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. you know, or any of those other things. I don't know. I think mm-hmm. some of those websites are meant to get you in trouble anyway. <laughs> yeah I, I think so it's probably yeah a friend of mine yeah, got me I, on I, uh, like kept asking me to go to snapchat and i went on there and i was on for like uh, 20 minutes and i was just like i don't know why i'm on here and i deleted the app off my yeah uh well <laughs> un- un- unless you're looking to see some boobies or right you know i i was like okay i get it i'm like uh-huh. yeah courtney's gonna kill me she <laughs> <laughs> can be very understanding but to a point rightfully right, so right. <laughs> Anyway, but no, uh, but yeah, uh, Facebook, uh, you know, my name, Christopher Scott Cerrone or, uh, 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 Instagram, Instagram is the one I'm trying to build. So, Mm -hmm. uh, if, if you guys want to follow me, I'm at your good fellow on Instagram 
uh, I tend to, I like Instagram better because it's just a picture. Yeah. You know, I think pictures tell better stories anyway. You don't want to read what I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, I really appreciate you coming on today, Chris. And, uh, you know, if, uh, and if you've got something coming up sometime, yeah, happy to have you back on. You know, new movie. Well, Neil, you know, I got all your personal, I got all your personal contact info. So I'll be stalking you here from time to time, <laughs> keeping you up to date on all my stuff. Thanks yeah, for having me. Um, we have to get, we have to reconnect again too. Sometimes I want to say that was about three, four years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Day. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was, I think. It was Are you? One... You're out in LA, right? No, I'm in Massachusetts. You're in Massachusetts. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. Well, that's that's uh that's a that's actually not too far away. I'm I'm looking to do a couple shows this year in the Boston area. I'm not exactly sure where. We're still kind of okay. figuring out details. But I tell you what, you're the first guy I call when I get into town, and we'll go have a beer and get some dinner or something. That sounds great. That sounds great. Oh, uh, right, Gianni Gianni on the other week. He wants to uh, uh, come down to the North End in Boston and and do a reading when his book comes out. So. It'll be a oh, we'll get together. Maybe yeah, yeah. That we should do. We should plan something. I look forward to meeting Gianni. Yeah, usually I haven't met him, but I talked to him. He's a great guy. So I think you guys will get along. Well, I'll, both I'll, very talkative. Yeah, I'll, I'll be with. Him. I'll be uh, actually a week from today. We'll be uh, in Chicago together. Oh, so I get. Cool. To, I'll get to talk to him. Yeah. Well, good. Mr. Neil, I I can't thank you enough again for having me on your show. Thanks, guys, for listening. I, uh, I hope I wasn't too boring for you. Oh, definitely not. I really appreciate it. It was good talking to you. Thank you, Neil. Yeah, same to you. you God bless. Have a great day. Thanks. You too. Bye. Bye. It's a quarter to three. There's no one in the place Except you and me Set him up, Joe I got a little story You ought to know Drinking, my friend, to the end of a brief episode. Make it one for my baby, and one more for the I know the routine Put another nickel In the machine I'm feeling so bad Won't you make the music Easy and sad I could tell you a lot But it's not 
and a gentleman's code. They had one for my baby, and one more for the road. I'm a kind of poet, and I got a lot of things I'd like to say. And if I'm gloomy, please listen to me till it's talked away. That's how it goes, and Joe, I know you're getting anxious to close. Thanks for the cheer. I hope you didn't mind my bending your This torch that I found It's gotta be drowned Or it soon might explode They get one for my baby And one more for the road That long 